You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. What exactly happened that night? Let's see the journey of the Prophet It was at night, in a dark night, people are resting, people are about to sleep when Jibra'il comes to the Prophet. Ya Rasulallah, this night is a special night. God has chosen you for a journey no other Prophet before you has fully completed. And this is an honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So, He tells him that we will have you travel to numerous parts of the earth, then you will travel to the heavens. The Prophet asks, what is the transportation that will take me? So he shows him the Burak. Now there's a lot of discussion on what the Burak is. Uh, You know, some imagine it as a unicorn, you know, a flying unicorn. We do have descriptions how beautiful it was, it was you know whiter than snow, Um, it was luminous, it was a beautiful creation of God, Uh, we even have references to its size and how it would travel, we have a lot of details about that, so Jibra'il tells the Prophet mount on the Burak, by the way the word Burak some scholars have said comes from the Arabic word Barq, what does Barq mean? Not thunder, lightning, so it comes from the word light, which means it travels as fast as light or you know, probably it even travels faster than that. So it's a very high speed vehicle which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to His Messenger to travel. So the Prophet mounts on the Burak and Jibra'il and Mika'il, two of God's greatest angels, they were guiding that vehicle of the Prophet So where do they go? Well, first of all, where does the journey start from? Allah says in Surah Al-Asra, Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylan min al-masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-aqsa. Be glory to God, the one who had his messenger, his, uh, his slave, travel at night from Masjid al-haram to Masjid al-aqsa. Yes, sister. So the verse came down after he made his ascension. Yes. Yes, so he had the journey and then immediately after the journey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals those verses, yes. So these verses were revealed early on in the Prophet's mission which tells us that this journey probably happened early on, not towards the last days of his days in Mecca. So from Masjid al-Haram, now some hadith say specifically from the house of Umhani. Who's Umhani? Sister of Imam Ali salam. It's right by Masjid al-Haram in that sacred area. So that's where their journey started. The Prophet was in Masjid al-Haram, he came to the house of Umhani, then she saw him missing. And the Prophet started his journey. Where did he go? He started going north. From Mecca, he started traveling north. The first stop, according to some hadiths, was Medina. At the time it was called what? Yathrib. So Jibra'il had that Burak stop in Medina, the Prophet came down from the Burak, he prayed two rak'ahs in Medina. Then he mounted on the Burak, where was his next stop? 
in Egypt, Tur Sayna. Tur Sayna, Jibra'il tells the Prophet, O Messenger of God, this is where Musa السلام, would speak to Allah. This is where he would receive the tablets. So he stops there, he does two rak'ah there and he prays in Tur Sayna. Third stop, he, got, he now goes towards Palestine. Hadiths indicate that this third stop was Beit Laham. In English, what do we call it? Bethlehem. So we have a number of narrations as to where Prophet Isa السلام, is born. A number of narrations say he was born in Beit Laham. So Jibra'il tells him, stop here, pray here. This is the place that was blessed by Isa. Then he mounts on the Burak. Where was his final stop on earth? Beit al-Maqdis. Beit al-Maqdis is where? Jerusalem. Jerusalem is called Beit al-Maqdis in Arabic. You know, the, the house of purity in Arabic. So he stops there and Jibra'il tells him, come down. He takes him to the second mosque in Islam. It's one of the holy mosques in Islam. Masjid al-Aqsa, Dome of the Rock, or Masjid al-Sakhra. It's also called that. So he comes down, he prays in there and he tells him, Jibra'il tells him that here you have many, many prophets who prayed here. Here you have the graves of many prophets who are buried here. This is a holy land. This is a holy place that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared holy. So the Prophet prays there. Some hadiths indicate the souls of the prophets gathered there and they all prayed behind the Holy Prophet Yes, we have a number of hadith from Sunnis and Shias which say that they prayed behind him. Now remember it's highly mustahab to pray in this mosque. A hadith from Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib says the one who prays in it, his salah will be multiplied by 1000 times. One hadith says 50,000 times. So two like as you pray there, Allah gives you the reward of 50,000 prayers. And remember, the first qibla of Muslims was where? Before the Kaaba became the qibla in Medina, where was the qibla? Masjid al-Aqsa, it was in Jerusalem. Yes, brother. So only the souls of Okay, so what about those prophets who were living like Prophet Isa السلام, Prophet Idris for example, did they pray behind him or no? According to our hadiths, yes they did. Which brings us to this discussion, uh, bear with me with this discussion because there are many misunderstandings, especially you'll find other schools of thought mocking you know, the hadiths of, of, of the Shia when it comes to what Masjid Al-Aqsa is. So we do have a holy mosque in Jerusalem, no doubt about that. Many, many Shia hadiths that if you pray in that mosque, it's highly recommended 1,000 times, 50,000 times. From Imam Ali, we have a number of hadiths. So we do have a holy mosque. But the Masjid Al-Aqsa, Al-Aqsa in Arabic means what? Ab'ad, the farthest mosque, the far mosque. Where exactly is that far mosque? By the way, in Jerusalem, there are a number of mosques. You have that mosque which has become the symbol of Palestine. It's a golden dome. By the way, that's not the one the Prophet prayed in. No. 
It's the other one, which I think has a green dome. Yes, it's an old, old structure. It's, it's, it's in the same area, by the way, just the other side of the courtyard. The Dome of the Rock, Masjid al-Sakhra. That is commonly known as Masjid al-Aqsa. That other mosque was established later. Now at the time of the Prophet, there was a mosque, but then during the time of the second Khalifa, Umar ibn al-Khattab, he went there, he visited Jerusalem, and then the Umayyads actually expanded the mosque and they built the mosque, uh, the one that we see in Jerusalem. Now there's a discussion as to where exactly is the Aqsa Mosque that the Quran mentions. There are hadiths mentioned in Shia sources from Imam al-Sadiq One companion comes to Imam al-Sadiq, he tells him Allah mentions the Aqsa Mosque in Surah al-Isra, where is it? The Imam tells him what do the people say, meaning other schools of thought, what do they say? He says that mosque in Palestine. The Imam says no, Masjid al-Aqsa is actually a mosque in the fourth heaven, which is linked to the Kaaba, Bayt al-Ma'mur. In the fourth heaven, that's the sacred mosque that the Prophet actually went to after visiting Jerusalem. After visiting that mosque in Jerusalem, the Prophet then took a vertical journey into the heavens. In the fourth heaven, he met the prophets, including Isa السلام, and the hadith says they were all standing in one line. They wanted to pray. The prophet is humble. You know, he doesn't want to quickly go forward and pray. So Jibra'il holds his hand and he pushes him. He tells him, Ya Rasulullah, you have to lead the prophets. So according to these hadiths, Prophet Isa السلام, prayed behind the Prophet there in the fourth heaven. Now not all scholars accept this, some scholars find these hadiths unusual, what do you mean Aqsa is in the fourth heaven, we know that Aqsa is in Jerusalem. So we do have these hadiths, in any case if we accept these hadiths, there is no doubt that there is a holy mosque in Jerusalem, you know that Dome of the Rock mosque, if you pray in it, thousand or fifty thousand times, it's a very holy mosque, it was the Qibla of the Muslims before Mecca and the Kaaba became the Qibla of the Muslims, but technically where exactly is the Aqsa mosque that the Quran mentions? Most scholars like I've said, especially the Sunni scholars, they do accept that it's in Jerusalem. There are some hadiths that we have in Shia sources which tell us that the Aqsa mosque is actually in the heavens. It's a barakna hawla. Allah says we've blessed the surroundings of that mosque. So that area of Bayt al-Ma'mur in the seventh, in the fourth heaven has been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we do have such narrations. Now some scholars accept that, some don't. That's up to, you know, um, your own research and your own acceptance of these hadiths. Uh, some of them are solid hadiths, but some scholars find it unusual, you know, that the Aqsa mosque will be there but we do have those hadiths. In any case, the Prophet goes to Jerusalem, he prays there, we call this journey from Mecca to Jerusalem Isra, which means to travel on earth by night. The next stage is the more important stage. After praying in Jerusalem, Jibra'il tells the Prophet, okay now the second part of the journey starts. This was a horizontal journey, now let's go vertical. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to show wants to show you his kingdom and the heavens. So he mounts on the Burak and the Burak ascends into the heavens, and that's what we call the Mi'raj, the ascension. So the Isra usually refers to the journey from Mecca to Jerusalem, and then the journey from Jerusalem into the heavens is called the Mi'raj, which is the ascension. Now there's a lot of discussion on the Mi'raj exactly what the Mi'raj is, what happened in the Mi'raj, we'll examine the details later because there's a lot to discuss about Hadith al-Mi'raj, many many important things happened, many many important discussions. Yes brother. Some school of thought they say that all this happened in a fraction of earthly time. Yes, this all happened in one night. After sunset, before sunrise, before Fajr, the Prophet was back. So this all happened and that one night. Not a night, they said that in a fraction of seconds. No, no, it took a while. It took a while. You know, the Prophet early at night, uh, he, he was seen missing from Mecca, from the house of Umhani. And then before Fajr, he came back. So it appears that it, do, it took some time. Okay. Remember, the Prophet, he would stop in these places, right? He would stop, uh, he would pray two rak'ahs. So the earthly journey definitely took more than a few seconds because he would stop in Medina, he would do salah, he would show him around in Tur in Sayna. Now the Mi'raj itself, we don't exactly know how long it took, the vertical ascension, but it was a pretty fast one. Okay, so they say that uh, even he felt the warmth, the warmth of his back yeah, when he and, came back. And the latch on the door was going to We'll examine, we'll examine this hadith, whether that's authentic or not. We'll examine that when we see how the Prophet came back. Now there's a discussion, some, some have said, by the way no Shia scholar accepts this, most Sunnis also don't accept this, but some have said that the Mi'raj was a dream, it was a dream that the Prophet had, it was not physically going into Mi'raj, uh, that's not the case, what appears from the Quran and the Hadiths and nearly the consensus of Muslims is that, is that it was a physical ascension into the heavens, not that the Prophet had a vision or a dream. So it did happen, we'll examine whether it happened so fast that the warmth you know, of the bed was still preserved.